0: Um, as we go to the scripture reading, as Betsy comes to read the scripture, this is out of the beginning of the Gospel of John. And remember what both Sarah and Sophie said about pointing that direction, and what we have here is kind of the backstory for John and then for Jesus and pointing toward the Messiah.
1: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light John testified to him and cried out, This was he whom I have said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Holy wisdom, holy word.
0: There's also a conference that has been happening on climate change that has brought together well over a hundred countries. And oh, by the way, it's also Christmas season, which has its own set of stresses. The world around us just seems to be swirling with things over which so many of us feel we have little or no control. And yet, I have to say... We do have some control. We can pray, and and you know how much I believe in the power inherent in prayer. We can respond and choose our own responses to these issues. And I will say again, we are mandated by the one we seek to follow to respond. We can take actions like creating and sending health kits to Syrian refugees. We can even take political actions that will help prevent situations like these in the future. We can also be a sanctuary where anyone can come and talk about any of this, find solace and peace in the midst of the fray, and we can be a place where disagreements can be shared. A sanctuary for discussions where intelligent and respectful people can come and choose to talk, agree, or even disagree. We can remember that the world has always faced challenges like these and what we need to be doing is providing tools for change, opportunities for transformation in a place of courageously doing what is needed. We are the church and given that we are followers of Jesus, we are called to be like him. He took on situations much like these. So did Jesus, so did John. So why am I sharing any of this with you? on the second Sunday of Advent, on a Sunday morning. This Sunday we explore, albeit really briefly, John the Baptist, and just a reminder that Jesus echoed the challenges given by John to anyone who would listen. Both of them told followers that their primary role was to lift people up out of the valleys where they feel lost and alone. We are to reduce the mountains in the lives of those who just feel totally overwhelmed. We are to help make the paths where people seem unable to even look around the next corner. We can help them find their way ahead. And we are to offer opportunities to smooth out those rough places where people stumble and fall. Do that, they proclaimed, and you will not only be helping others, you will be helping people see God. Today, we'll bring pledge cards forward, our commitments to make sure, like John and Jesus, that we become Jesus-like and that the elements that we continue to offer will happen right here at Aldersgate. We'll share communion, that sacrament that reminds us that we are one body who have committed ourselves to loving, bringing peace, and even, if needed, sacrificing for others. In the midst of that, in the midst of that, we are going to be baptizing these two beautiful young boys. It's just an incredible time. And they represent the next generation of peace bringers. While what we are also doing is committing to their family, to Isaac, to Jackie, to all those around them, that no matter what, no matter where, no matter when, no matter what the circumstances may be, that we will be there for them. I don't know that there's anything uh, better than that. Uh, Just to see the next generation stepping up in that way and us being able to surround them with love and grace. You know, ministry is an odd thing. It can touch our lives in all kinds of ways, that being one of those, but... Maybe more than anything, the most important element is stated so clearly in our mission and vision statement, that we continually see ourselves as vibrant and inclusive, a vibrant and inclusive Christian community growing in our understanding of God and God's hopes for us, that we are growing in love-centered relationships with God, with each other, and with our neighbors, and even growing and developing in health, mental, physical, and interpersonal. And it's the combination of these elements that allows us, like John and Jesus, to lift up the lives of those in need, offer a safe safe place to explore what it means to live on this planet together, and to offer the kind of love, grace, and courage, and hope that will assist all of those around us. And included in that equation are these two twin boys and their family, every child in this church every child in the preschool, every child and youth of the community, and anyone, including all of us adults, who need any of those things. And again, as Jack said earlier, when it comes to baptism, it is an outward sign that we are not only willing but are mandated to assist the next generation with the kinds of tools that will help them transform this sometimes overwhelming creation. And I have to share with you people, friends, congregation, that the children and the youth are already watching us. In the midst of everything that's going on, they are watching us to see just how it is that we will respond to those things for which they are very, very aware. I want to give you a heads up about what's coming next year, because we need to be willing to take some of these things on. Next year, Just to give you a bit of a teaser as we head even more deeply into the Christmas season, next year will be a time of opening our doors much more fully to the communities around us. We will be holding forums on things like gun control and immigration and homelessness and so much more. We'll invite multiple and diverse voices to the table to share thoughts about where we are in society today and maybe even the church's role in it. We'll continue to work much more closely with with the preschool, and to get to know the families there while allowing them to get to know us. And I want to move beyond the language that I've been using, which is building bridges to the preschool. And my hope is that there is no separation where a bridge is needed. That it is so much a part of our community that it's just who we are, including the preschool and those 150 children downstairs, and the staff, and their parents. We're going to begin to do mission work on site, beginning with areas around the AA Portable, build a gaga ball pit, and welcome the community very much like we do with our playground to the amazing peace that can be found on this property. We will continue to make health kits for struggling populations around the world and involve our children in that work. And we will be taking even more seriously the whole idea of Aldersgate being a place that not only offers mission opportunities, but becomes much more fully a place of mission, a mission outpost in a place that really does welcome anyone and everyone. And whatever we do, whatever we do, we will involve multiple generations and build those relationships, whether it be the youngest, like Silas, Gavin, or some of the oldest among us. And this table of grace... This table of focus, these elements of love, grace, and sacrifice are not only our guide, but it is what unites us, even refocuses us, no matter where we stand on any of the issues I've mentioned or any others. We are a body of Christ, and like the disciples gathered around the table, we are also a diverse bunch. And I want to remind us that there was a zealot sitting at that table with Jesus that day a zealot being one who believed that carrying a weapon was an appropriate response to the world around him, only to then find a different kind of peace. There was a tax collector who had previously believed that taking from the poor and making himself wealthy was an appropriate response to the world. There were the young John and the old Bartholomew. There were egos needing to be dealt with. They sought power and recognition rather than the kind of guidance Jesus sought to bring to them. There were others that represented all kinds of populations in Galilee and Jerusalem. Friends, we were all, every one of us, represented at that table that day. Yet like those who were gathered on that day, we need to be transformed, filled by a grace of God and a power of the Spirit that allows our soul to become more. And it is only then only then that we can truly be hope bringers, valley lifters, mountain shrinkers, path smoothers, and road straighteners, and like these candles around the wreath for Advent, Advent, light and warmth bringers. And maybe more important than that, in order to be what God needs us to be, we need to see ourselves in this together. I'm going to say it again. We need to see ourselves in this together. So here we are on this Celebration Sunday, and even today, not all of us are in agreement about everything happening in the church. Here we are, and not all of us know how to respond to the shootings in Paris and San Bernardino. Here we are, and not all of us knows where we stand on issues that surround us, and here we are, and not all of us know where we stand, even in our faith. But the point is, here we are, Here we are preparing for a future where God needs us and mandates us to step forward with not only optimism and audacious optimism, but with courage. Here we are, and in no way does any of that diminish the fact that we are a body of Christ and we're preparing to bring our gifts to the table for the basket for the future. Gifts will move us forward in sharing the gift of this table as the body of Christ.